Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. I want to send a shout out going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors, of course. They are down there on Grey Street. Uh, they'd like to send a shout out, to, of course, to everybody out there listening in. So we send a big kia going out first of all to Ra Walker, who joins us this morning. Morning, up, bro. Yeah, good morning, Keithy. A uh, beautiful day here in uh, G-Town. A little bit cool in the morning, but uh, yeah, to expect that we are getting uh, into winter, and no doubt JT will be nice and makingly hot over there in the land of Oz, but uh, no, a very good morning to the boys. Indeed it is. Also joining us this time from Invercargill, uh, we've got with us our man, Reno Wilkinson. Morena, bro. Yeah, morena, morena, boys. Uh, coming to you live from Invercargill on a bit of a uh, southern uh, travel around, checking out the uh, rest of the Amotu uh, and enjoyed myself so far. Yeah, like you say, live from Invercargill, blue skies down here and looking forward to uh, trying some of the famous bluff oysters later on today. Excellent stuff. Also joining us from across the ditch over there in Aussie, we've got our man JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Morning, bro. Yeah, morning, boys. Uh, just thought to make mention of what Ra Walker said. I've got a couple of my daughter's friends over, uh, young Walter Carmichael and Paige Sweeney, fresh out of Gisborne. They arrived yesterday and they were in the pool last night and one of the rest of us was sitting around going, you're right. crazy. It's, it's <laughs> not that warm. Not warm and speaking of travels, boys, I'd just like to make mention of um, all those whanau that are over in Italy at the moment commemorating the 75th mm. anniversary of Body Battalion's assault on uh, Monte Cristino. I've seen pictures from Tehama and Nikola, Peter Cross and various others. They've been to the big Urupa below the mountain. They went to the monastery atop uh, Monte Cristino and this morning... Uh, early, they had a big early uh, dawn service for the assault that occurred at uh, the railway station in, in Monte Cassino, one of the biggest uh, hits that the Mali Battalion took in the um, in their world famous campaign over there to try and liberate Italy. So, a big Namihi Aroa Kiakoto i Terawahi. And, you know, because uh, I've sort of been um, keeping up with uh, what they've been doing over there, in particular through Te Hamua, and I tell you what, it looks, uh, it looks really good, doesn't it? Um, JT. Yeah, uh, it, mate, it's fascinating. It's one of those, I've always been a, a, a bit of a war historian. I, I you know, always think it would have been um, an adventure if, if we were born around that time, boys, yes. you know, to head over there with your mates. Uh, and, and really into the great unknown, not really knowing what was what was ahead of them. And I think a lot of them might have went, been a bit naive to, to, uh, in their thinking towards what was going to happen over there. And it's just a waste of a generation, you know, um, an unfulfilled legacy. But those young men never got to be, you know, fathers and grandfathers and left behind wives and, and, and particularly the mothers. I think a lot of them, I've seen pictures of mothers crying and bawling their eyes out as the boys were, you know, either leaving on the ship or leaving on the trains to head to Palmerston North. And, uh, mate, I'm, I'm really excited because in a couple of months, um, my wife and I will be there ourselves. It'll be nice oh, wow. to be there now, but um, the serenity of being there on our own will be uh, just as good. Indeed. True. Okay. That, that, that's um, pretty awesome. Obviously, you're looking forward to that little trip yourself there, AJT? Yeah, 100%. I've always been uh, a big fan of Italian food. I've got yep. the, 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 the girth to prove that. <laughs> um, the authentic stuff over there will, will be fantastic. I've got a couple of uh, relations that live in uh, Naples, Napoli, so be able to stay with them for a couple of nights and have a look around. But yeah, looking forward to getting over there and just wish all awesome. those travels and, and a safe return home. Cool. Well, let's get started on the NRL. We'll start off with your team uh, there, uh, JT. Of course, the Storm West Tigers. Man, that was a close one, eh? 
Yeah, look, the Tigers troubled us twice last year on Billy Slater's 300th game. They beat us in round two, and they beat us again in round four in the double hitter at Auckland, and uh, that was Craig Bellamy's 400th game. So they seem to know how to un- unpick the Melbourne Storm lock, and they almost did it again last year mm. on Thursday night. Uh, look, people will say that we were lucky, and I'll, I'll definitely agree to that. And you know, Some people are saying the referees made a few blunders, and I reckon they did, but they certainly made blunders in both directions. Um Ugly win, boys, but, you know, two points is two points. It's in the bank. We'll move on. On your travels around uh, the Motu, the arena, uh, did you catch any of that game? Yeah, saw a bit of that, and, uh, yeah, felt sorry for the Tigers. Uh, again, you know, uh, the get-out-of-jail card, say I use that pun again, uh, the Storm have done it. Uh, some of the games are recent because one prior to that was a hell of a hiding up against the Eels. They just gave it to them. But, um, yeah, nah, another jail card they've got to use there, and, the storm carries on their way, and uh, like JT said, it's another two points, and just got to move on to your next one. Uh, feel sorry for the Tigers, but it's just the way it goes. <laughs> I guess so. Um, it was certainly a very close game right right to the end, uh, and you know, unlucky in parts. I guess it was very different in, in last night's game, though, eh, Reno? Yeah, yeah, it was. Hey, just talking on that storm, too, just want to talk about the young fella for Nukin. Uh, if you go on his Instagram page, he's uh, a talented musician. Uh, he's got a lovely uh, music clip there where he's uh, doing a bit of a uh, uh, beats to his music, playing a guitar. And I tell you what, uh, if there's a future for this uh, young fella uh, who could be playing for the Blues and State of Origin in a few weeks, uh, music. Very, very talented. Okay. So uh, make sure you check out his um, uh, Instagram page. You'll see the video well worth it. But yeah, last night, mate, uh, the Warriors, yeah, another good win. Uh, a real exciting win, you know, because. This Penrith team haven't gone that well this season uh, under Ivan Cleary, and it's still not going too well. And even though they got 10 points at the end, uh, the Warriors be happy with the win. It's just one of those teams I think we would have spoken about before. The bottom team would have toppled over the Warriors. But uh, I don't know where the Warriors pulled this one now the bag. But there was uh, the return of Isaac Luke, who had a pretty good game, but yes. Cody Nikorima at six. But um, yeah, overall, kicking uh, for the goals was all good. And Warriors, as I say, two points. And... Um, yeah, they'll be happy with that. Won't see Stephen Kearney swearing in the uh, in the box up there. What do you reckon of that game there, um, JT? Oh, look, I think Penrith. Yes. They're in all sorts of stuff. Uh, yes. They were, they were, to call them ordinary would be a compliment. They were, yeah. They were rump. Exactly. Um, I agree. And, made the, and, and, and my, just as much as they were rubbish, I thought the Warriors were good. The Warriors played well last night. And, you know, their first back-to-back wins for the season and Maybe they could use it as a launch pad to, um, you know, uh, advance up the ladder a little bit more. But you know, it remains to be seen. They've got a tough one next week at home against the Broncos. But uh, yeah, mate, Penrith there and all sorts of stuff. I think Gus Gould might have seen them writing on the wall a couple of months, oh, a month or so ago when he decided to bail. So I'm just watching the highlights on the TV now, and he's, he's showing the replay of Dylan Whiten and Zalesniak and Dylan Edwards colliding with each other. And yeah, oh, mate, I don't know what's going on with no, Penrith, but, uh, no. Do you care? No. I don't care. Do you care? No, Reno, do you care? No, probably not. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I don't, mate. Um, you know, everyone thought the Warriors are having a lot of turmoil with the way they're going over, you know, and all the fans here and all here at all. But that Penrith team, um, you're right. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know if Ivan's got to go or what they've got to do, turn the team upside down and flip it upside down. Uh, they might have signed, uh, they might as well sign Israel Folau. He's got, got to go, go somewhere. I'll tell you what, though. If you, if you listen closely enough, you can hear Anthony Griffith laughing in the background. Mm, I agree. Now I thought I thought the Penrith Panthers were just absolute rubbish. They, I I completely agree with you, you are JT. 
they were just absolutely rubbish. Uh, I think the last try that um, the Warriors scored, where um, the, the the prop ran from, the, you know, he got it about 12 metres out, and, and they still couldn't take him to ground. That is just terrible defence. I mean, their defence probably was rubbish all day, though, wasn't it, uh, AJT? Yeah, I think the, the try you're talking about is the one scored by um, Ignatius Parsi, the big front row, ex-Kiba yeah. uh, Park boy, and he just carried you know, a couple of them over the line and a couple of other Penrith defenders still there watching, I think. Jeez, there's, there's something, in, in, uh, something in the water over there if you're not making no, up your team. No, that's right. That was just and, terrible. You know, couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it that he was able to run that far, and and, and you know get across. I I just I was staggered, quite frankly. I, after a couple of beers overnight, it would have been from twelve meters. No, I ran from half. <laughs> <laughs> True, but still, they uh, right. Great to see your Warriors um, get some points on the board, though, eh? Well, uh, you know, wrong there, Keithy, and uh, for many of the fans, um, you know, still trying to keep that preserve your faith alive, uh, we'll take anything we can get. As we know, the Warriors, uh, yeah, um, you know, I, I can't explain them. I don't think anybody can, uh, as of the last last few seasons, even more so this year. But uh, I don't know, we, we keep sort of hanging, hanging in there and, and hoping, you know, for the best. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's like uh, weekend in, weekend out. Um, look, even I'm lost for it. Usually I can make uh, some assumptions, some predictions. But, uh, you know, under Kearney, I just think it's, it's, it's a free-for-all. I just think um, some of those players... Well, look, I'm just rehashing comments that, you know, that's always been said the last few seasons. I mean, what can you... You know, I could lie through my teeth and say, oh, blah, 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 but... You know, once again, this is the Warriors we're talking about, and I don't know, you really got to be a man of uh, faith to to keep the belief in them and, uh, you know, hope that they can <laughs> do something out of the season. I, I thought no, you were a man of faith, believing in them. <laughs> well, I think Brian Tamaki might disagree, but I'm definitely uh, a man of faith when it comes to the Warriors. I mean, you know, what else is there? I could support uh, my other teams that I enjoy uh, watching the, the Storm or the Broncos. Um, I've always loved them, if not for them being Aussie, Aussie clubs. But uh, no, no, I'm still in there, Keithy. Hopefully, the you know our boys uh, from Auckland they can uh, secure a few more wins, and uh, you know let faith take its course. Talking about the Broncos, was that a bit of a surprise? Because it was a surprise to me that they won um, last night. The JT. Yeah, of the of the four clubs that played last night, the uh, Panthers and the Warriors obviously in recent times have been. Just a lot of negative, and the Broncos have had their fair share as well. Mm. Their coaches have been critical, you know, dropping players or playing players out of position, or just not being a good enough coach. And not many expected that one to happen last night, but uh, right from the kickoff, I think the Broncos showed a lot of positive energy, and they were right in the hunt there. And uh, I said to my son, I said, mate, if they can, you know, maintain that uh, level of intensity right to the end, I reckon they'll win this. And yeah, sure enough, they got under the. Under the Roosters' uh, skins, I think Big Payne House ran for a, a couple of hundred metres last night and he was let back up by uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. and a couple of others around that ruck area. And uh, Anthony Milford, I've been a big big critic of his lately, but um, he's a different player when his forwards go forward for him and uh, he played well. Mm-hmm. Um, a good win, and a, a good win for the, um, not only for the Broncos, but for the competition as well. The Roosters were getting away a bit there, but 
that sort of back to the peloton and uh, and good job because I hate the roosters. <laughs> well, what do you reckon there, Eno? Yeah, yeah, no, good win, mate. I think uh, the Roosters last week on has showed an indicator they uh, weren't going that well over the last few weeks. You know, a couple of just just wins there, and mm. a team was going to topple them over. And uh, people would have talked, well, the Broncos this is it. Uh, can they do it? Haven't been going that well, and well, they proved it last night and got there in the end. They'll be uh, savouring that win, and any win over the Roosters who are running hot uh, is a good win. Likewise, you know, with the Tigers, if they had beaten the Storm. Um, Anything's possible. It just tells you uh, some of these teams are at the top. Any teams down below in this whole competition throughout the season, uh, when they want to step up, will step up. And uh, we nearly saw the Tigers do that Thursday night. Last night we saw the Broncos. So who knows? The Broncos uh, will be coming to uh, Auckland obviously next weekend. Their heads held high after that win over the Roosters. That will make it tougher for the Warriors at home, uh, who of recent haven't really played that well at home. So and even though the Warriors had a good win against the Penny Panthers last mm. night. Bronx deserve the win. Uh, it's going to be a big game. Always a big crowd too. Turn up to um, Mount yes. Smart next weekend. Massive Warriors, uh, massive uh, Broncos, Broncos. fans yes. in the country. Yeah, heaps of them. So it'll be a big day. But yeah, no, a good win for the Broncos. Bag their uh, two points in the bag. <laughs> Absolutely. So how do you reckon they'll go next week, though? The Warriors. I- I'm picking the Warriors because I picked them before. Well, actually, I knew that the Broncos would were going to be struggling. Because they have been having a bit of a struggle um, this season, and I, I actually thought the Broncos might be able to beat the Warriors in that in in, in next week's game. Um, so, what do you reckon, there, Reno? Yeah, I know it's going to be interesting. I think Kearney will stick with the same team. Uh, be interesting for one Cody Nikodima, obviously. Mm. You know, he's going to uh, focus. Uh, he might be able to give the upper hand on how the team structures itself. He's been there for a little while. It'll be interesting if uh, the play step up to the mark like they did last week. And if they bring the defence pattern like they did against the uh, Storm, they should win it. But uh, remember, like Barra says, this is the Warriors we're talking about. We just don't know what's going to turn up week in and week out. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put my head on the chopping block and I'll go the Warriors. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Now, what's interesting... Some of the players might be out with state of origin, see? Right, right. What's interesting... Uh, is how it's going to shape up. Um, certainly, because um, the Warriors also got the Storm um, after the uh, after they play the Broncos, um, don't they? So that should be an interesting clash there, eh, um, Reno. Yeah, it will be. You know, this is that time where these weeks. two points are vital, yeah. especially with State of O and everything coming up. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll see where players are going to be venturing out into their uh, state teams. So I don't know. You know, it's a couple more weeks yet, early June, mm. the uh, first game, but. Well, we'll see, we'll see, mate. We'll see what happens. Eh? We'll just take one game at a time and hopefully get over the uh, Bronx on next weekend. Titans, Bulldogs there, JT. How do you reckon that one's going to go? Yeah, just down the road here, Rabino. I think the Titans, uh, well, it's a tough one. They, they're 14, I think, on the ladder. I think the Bulldogs won't be 15. So, uh, yeah, Titans only because it's at home. Right. Cowboys, uh, uh, what do you reckon there, um, Reno? Yeah, I'll go Titans, mate. Cowboys and the Eels then, uh, Reno? Cowboys, Eels, uh, yeah, that's a good game, actually. Um, oh, no, I'll tell you what, I'll go Cowboys, eh? I think the Eels might have fell off all of a sudden. So, yeah, I'll go the Cowboys. There you go. What do you reckon, JT? Yeah, the Eels locked in their, uh, their captain, Gutherson, during the week to his new contract, and uh, Brad Arthur's also been extended his contract, the coach. 
it's not going to be good enough for them to get across the line against the Cowboys. Mate. The Cowboys up there in Townsville were nice and hot. The uh, Eels from Western Sydney were not so hot, so I think the Cowboys. Now, this will be a really good game, I think, hey? It would be the Rabbitohs and Raiders. What do you reckon, JT? Yeah, just a pity the Raiders have been hit by a bit of injury. They've lost the uh, Englishman, John Bateman, and the, uh, what do they call them, the Leipana left edge, uh, Joey Leilua and uh, <clears throat> Jordan Rapana. So all those three are out for this one, which probably swings the pendulum back towards the, the Rabbitohs. Right. What do you reckon there, Reno? Yeah, yeah, and no, uh, JT's nailed that on the head, mate. Uh, Rabbitohs have to go this one uh, with those three out. So I think the Rabbits, be good to see the Raiders have a win, but uh, no, I think the Rabbits be too good. Ring, Jiggins Knights. Rina? Yeah, I'll go, um, I'll tell you what, I'll go with the Knights, eh? They're on a roll, mate. Uh, mm. This Knight team uh, seems to be finding their way through to get the two points. So I don't know what's going on with the Dragons. Um and they'll be a bit stinking gutted from, of course, that loss to the Warriors. They looked a better team, but they lost. So, you know, mate, I'm going to go um, go there at night, eh? Why not? Are they starting to get it together there, JT? Eh? What do you reckon? They're definitely showing signs. They've had a couple of wins on the trot now. And uh, they win last week on the trot. I can't remember, sorry. But they are showing signs of improvement from where they were early in the piece. But um, I think the Dragons will have too much uh, firepower up front. You know, they... Yeah. The Knights did win last week. Um, was yeah. it against the Bulldogs? Yeah, the Bulldogs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Caleb Bunga. Caleb mm, Bunga try. Mm. Uh, the Sharks and the Sea Eagles then um, surrounded off uh, JT. Yeah, man, I've been a big fan of what Manly's been able to produce this year. They've, they've won ugly. They've won with numbers down on the bench. They've won with star players missing. They've won with star players leaving the mm. game. During the game, they've finished mm. the win, but... Uh, I just think Cronulla's starting to find their form at their straps, and I think they'll be too good at home. What do you reckon, Reno? Yeah, Sharks, mate. Sharks uh, seem to be a lot of passion around one Paul Gallon at the moment. Obviously, when he kicked that kick down there, it's Suncorp's last game down there on that too. So, yeah, no, I think the uh, Sharks will do it. Seems to be just one focus on a guy that's given so much as a servant to the uh, franchise. So, yeah, Sharks be too good. So, the guys go into training for... Um... Uh, is it the um, state of origin? Is that correct? Uh, very, very shortly next week. Is it the arena? Yeah, I guess so, mate. I haven't been up to date on what's happening there. Um, I guess so in, a, in a week or so, eh, JT? Yeah, getting close. I mean, the first game is uh, June the fifth. Yeah, right. So that's a look. It's uh, two weeks away. So maybe this round and next round, and then they'll name the teams. I think maybe. start off with you there, Reno. Um, who are you expecting to see? Uh, you know, or are there any particular bolters that, uh, you know, might might actually make the um, New South Wales team, your team? Yeah, yeah, well, I would guess um, like in the half at uh, Rabbitohs, I'm guessing he's going to be starting off the bench for the Blues. Uh, Kerry will be the number six there. I think uh, or Nathan Cleary, he'll be, I don't think he's going to make it into this team. Uh, obviously, Boyd Cotton is going to uh, going to be the captain. Um, won't be too much difference to last year. I think they're going to go for full players, I would guess, mate, uh, to try and get through. And 
see what happens, I suppose. Um, once I get, once I have a good look into the team and where they're kind of looking at, um, because there's a lot of star players, especially around the halves at the moment, that's where they seem to be struggling. And old Brady Futley's talking to a few of the players and amongst your own teams what he wants to see. Because this Origin game obviously being in Perth, uh, which is going to be uh, quite interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be any bolters at this stage. Uh, once I decide for that, I'll have a look at it and give you another insight, most surely next Saturday. Uh, what about any? Well, do you think there'll be any surprises for the um, for the uh, Queensland side outside there, um, JT? Yeah, just uh, <clears throat> a bit of a correction. Here. The first game's in Brisbane, so they've got the left hand. Oh, sorry, the left advantage. So. Uh, look, there's going to be a new captain. I don't think Cameron Smith's going to be named, although it could be the biggest hoodwink in Origin history. They want right. to say no, no, no. I think Kevin Walters is a bit of a larrikin and a bit of a bit of a shyster. He might just name him out of the blue. So look, um, if that's not that doesn't happen, then depending on how Daly Cherry Evans um, gets over his injury, I think he's due to play again, if not this week, then next week. So that gives him one week uh, to impress. Uh, Cameron Munster will be the six for sure. Couple of young blokes out of the uh, Broncos side, you know, might be half a chance. Um, big pain house, maybe. Um, but look, I think definitely this year Queensland's backs against the wall. Mm. South Wales have all the have all the running, and um, it'll be uh, <clears throat> it'll, an Origin series is always an Origin series. Queensland will you know put that maroon jumper on, yes. and it'll be ten feet. But uh, not not very confident this year, but you know, always have hope. Indeed. Well, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full time. Welcome 
welcome back to our second session here on Full Time. I want to send a shout out once again going out to our sponsors, uh, Ray Scrag Motors, of course, down there on Gray Street. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of rugby now. Um, we'll, it was a bit of a surprise this morning when I got up. And I, I, I'm not sure if this would be there. This was a surprise, certainly for me. I'm not sure if it was for you, Ra, but uh, my Hurricanes got beaten by the Aguaris um, <laughs> at home. Would you believe? Well, that's probably a surprise that came with a big smile on my face. Obviously, obviously. When, uh, your team gets beaten, well, I went you know, straight for to one you. reason or another. Yes. But no doubt uh, you and so many other Wellingtonian fans uh, will not be impressed. But, look, you can't take anything away from the South American side. They, they are giant killers. I mean, you know, they're about as consistent as the Warriors in league on a good day. But when they string it together, and even more so if they're playing at home, um, they are capable of some upsets, and then they have beaten a few, you know, top rugby sides in the past. So it's of no surprise to me um, that the Hurricanes, your 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 team, uh, you know, sort of uh, went down for them. It's, it's good for um, it's good for rugby in, in, in Argentina as well, and uh, you know, better for the for the greater growth of the game. Well, I think the Haguaris, you know, and, and, and well, it was a bit of a shock to see it, but after watching the highlights, I tell you what, they completely deserved to win the Haguaris after watching the highlights. Um, what did you reckon, uh, Reno? Totally right, Keithy. They deserve that. Uh, the Hurricanes had come back to beat them uh, would have been a bit stink result for yes. the Argies, but um, no, they deserved it. They uh, showed that last week too. You know, they were hard done by yes. against, yeah, I think, they were. Moose. And they, they were. were up and up about that, and we knew they were a good team, and they got nothing to lose uh, when they come to our country. You know, craving history last night, knocking out the Hurricanes. Everyone would say, well, Geordie Barrett's to blame with the uh, penalty try when he knocked the ball out of the line like a rugby league style. Mm, he got mm. sent to the bin. You can't blame one guy. Their no. unit wasn't going that well in, no. in that first half yeah. uh, with a big lead to the Hagawaris, uh, and they tried, tried everything. Uh, everyone goes, oh, they had no Bowden Barrett. Mate, that's yep. only one guy. Yes. Uh, it's just what it is. And uh, they come to play. Unfortunately, the Canes didn't play well and take nothing away from this uh, Argentinian team. They're here to play and good on them. You know, take your head off to them Absolutely. because they've been working hard at it for years and years and years. Yep. And everyone would say they were the easy beats of uh, Argentinian rugby. If they're no, going good, there. mate, and yep. things roll out the way it is uh, for the World Cup at the end of the year, uh, this Argentinian team will be a tough act. So, you know, prepare yourself for that. But it's only one of the uh, Canes, and yes. they'll move on through to the next opponents. Um, obviously, it's knocked a bit of a chink in the uh, Canes' uh, points because yeah. I'm actually hoping to host a uh, semi-final at home because yeah. they're heading down that way soon. But, uh, no, take nothing away from the Argentinians. Uh, they'll be lapping it up down there in the, in the capital. Well, the Hagawaris, yeah. they, they, they're sitting on second. Um, and... Basically, they've got the same points as the Bulls, who were sitting on first in that in that South African conference. Mm. So mm. they've been having yeah. one hell of a season this season, eh, Reno? Yeah, definitely have. You know, and uh, that's good to see. Uh, I enjoy it. Mm. Uh, good to see them come up there. You know, and um, hey, when you when you're talking about their, uh, is it the Melbourne Rebels are above them? Yeah, uh, no, no, they're at uh, the Bulls. If they play in the, the South the African, okay. yes. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I see the Melbourne Rebels had a loss as well. So um, they went down So last oh. night. But, you know. Yeah, great game indeed. Uh, the the Bulls, they actually beat the Rebels last night. Um, they're, mm. uh, 
who were obviously, and, and they beat them quite well too, I will say, 32-17, which means that they go on top of the table. And I tell you what, the Hagawaris are just underneath them. I mean, mm, they're on yeah. the very same points. Um, I think the only reason why the Bulls are ahead of them are because of points differential, which isn't too much, to yeah. be quite honest. No, yeah. No, no. And, and this, is, this is that period of the Super Rugby competition where anyone can uh, get knocked over. I yep. think we touched on the last week about the uh, Blues coming on through. Look, they've got the Chiefs tonight. Uh, the Blues, yes. well, no one really cares about no. the bottom two teams no. here. No. But uh, no, they can don't. knock over anyone any time. And, mm-hmm. and I'd even go as far as saying this Crusaders team, mate, even though I'm a Crusaders uh, supporter, any team can come along and knock them over. You just don't know what's going to happen over the next few weeks. Well, the Blues, uh, of course, they're up against the, your Chiefs there, uh, Ra. How do you, yeah. What do you yeah. reckon? Well, the, the Blues aren't uh, sitting too, too too pretty in the table. And um, if you look up, I'm, I'm a bit surprised just, just looking at, um, I don't know how recent this one is, but maybe the <coughs> the last, um, you know, few games may not be entered, but, but that last team we're talking about, the Haguaris there, they were in their fourth place. Keith, the Yulhazans are sitting second behind the Crusaders and um, then the Bulls then that Argentinian team. So, uh, you know, no surprise that uh, that they did beat uh, your, your Wellingtonian side. But as for, for the Blues, um, yeah, they're not looking too flash. They're, they're second bottom on this table. Yeah. So, uh, well, Chiefs yeah, aren't no, looking that, too flash either too. Be, yeah, it should be a win on paper. But um, as we know in sport and generally most things never discount, um, you know, the wounded animal. Um, they've got nothing to play for usually. Well, and in the situation, the Blues are uh, just just that maybe for next season, so they're going to come out and try and secure a win against the uh, Chiefs. I mean, and it is a home game after all, mm. so for for the Blues, so uh, yeah, yeah. And, and as we know, the, the Blues tend to play a little bit harder at home, and we've seen much better uh, a few yeah. top teams in, uh, in in Auckland there. So no, it still makes for an entertaining match. I think the Chiefs have got to have their game with the them. Well, I don't know if they do play harder at home, uh, Reno, but. Um, well, they they at least are kind of ready to play, I suppose. It's not been a great season once again for them, has it, uh, Reno? The Blues, um, yeah, they'll, they'll come and play for their fans, mate, you know, at Eden Park at home. And um, well, I think they've had a, a little bit better season than um, yeah, last, last year. Yeah, last year, a little bit. But, but yeah, by they've, had a, they've had a bit better season. <laughs> you know, they're not being thrashed as much. Um, but it's always going to be tough for the franchise like that. I just hope they do it for their fans, eh? I don't, I think the, I don't think the Chiefs will turn up. <laughs> True. Right, well, your Highlanders also are. Your Highlanders up against the Lions um, over there, which is going to be a tough one, uh, isn't it? Oh, it is. But, um, you know, out of uh, most of the Kiwi teams that do tend to travel to the Republic, um, you know, Notwithstanding the Crusaders, who are just like a winning machine, um, the Landers do, do tend to perform, and they're going to need to up against the Lions because, as we know, um, you know, playing above altitude and and you throw in the parochial, you know, Springboks, South African crowds, um, you sort of not just playing the players on the field, you're playing everything else from the environment to the support. So, uh, and you know, the my Landers, they're very capable of doing that as they've proven throughout the last few seasons, that even is true. this year. They can uh, topple some, some top sides. So, no, my money's still on them, Keith. Yeah, I think they can come away with, uh, with the win. And also, um, Ra, your Crusaders, they've got a game against the Stormers um, later on uh, tomorrow morning as well. What do you reckon? 
Well, it's my underground team, the Crusaders. They're, they're in their uh, United States place at the moment. If they keep winning, they may well knock out my Chiefs and Highlanders. But no, I think, um, yeah, all money's on the Crusaders. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, you don't have to be a, a crystal ball reader to, to, to realise, you know, this is going to be another year for them. So, um, yeah, um, once again, how they how they do win it uh, will be the, the big question. They're just such an entertaining side to watch. And, uh, you know, can you forgive me for wanting to, to jump ships and support the Rooney Blacks? I mean, everybody, every <laughs> rugby player in New Zealand wants to, but, you know, something inside that says, no, no, stay true to your side, whether it's the Canes or the Blues. But I'll tell you, there's, there's everything, uh, you know, to like about the Crusaders team, Reno's team. They've got a tough one today, uh, tomorrow morning, I should say, though, way, eh? yeah, Reno. Tough one tomorrow morning, away. <laughs> oh, Rao's more consistent than the Warriors. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they have, mate. I, t- I tell you what, <laughs> I know Rao's going to be uh, going to read the Blacks all the way. I'm going to go the other team, eh? Okay. Because the wheels have got to fall off soon. Uh, something's going to happen. Um, and I would not be surprised if something does happen and it upsets a few things, but. No, I'll go with the South Africans, eh? I've got to oh. go with the underdog team. Right. But oh, obviously, yeah. I know that my red and black would be too strong, but no, I'll oh, be the outside yeah. and go so with the just underdogs. Been, you've just been weird and funny then there, eh? Uh... Hey, 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 Reno, just being weird and funny. Going for the other team, but knowing that your team's going to win. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going down to the stadium and I've got my red and black jersey with me as well. Thank <laughs> you, and that's, that's what it is. That's what it is to be a Crusaders fan. You have the luxury of making mockery of everybody else and sort of play with our emotions and, and our predictions. We <laughs> just know how consistent um, this, this Christchurch team is and... Uh, you know, you could, you could. I'm going to put it on the line now. You could bet your, you could bet your life savings, your house on the Crusaders winning about what 90, 95 percent of the time. Well, most of the time. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Well, better track record than the Warriors. The, the, they've they've got the best track record in Super Rugby history, though, haven't they? Um, oh, they have, so, and, and 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 not just in rugby too, and, and quite a few. Uh, franchises and codes, um, their success rate is so phenomenal that they've even had coaches from other, you know, codes um, come over to try and find out what their what their recipe is, what, what the secret is behind their winning ways. And uh, you know, many have come, but not many have taken away what the secret is. I think Robbie Dean's kind of set the. Um, uh, well, I don't know what it is myself, there, Reno. I don't even know if you know what it is, but. I, I think Robbie Dean certainly laid down the groundwork for um, the Crusader teams over the years. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, you're most probably right, uh, Keithy. Uh, it's the groundwork. That's the key to it. It's the uh, passion to play for that red and black jersey. Look, this goes right back to Grizz Wiley days when Canterbury were strong. Mm. That uh, history of uh, Canterbury and Auckland, everyone remembers that type yes. of stuff the red and black up against the blue and white, the crowds right up by the field, right down to the last minute, the dying history of that type of stuff. Uh, the mentality there went from there to the Griswoldy era of coaching the All Blacks, how strong those men were. And they just kind of rolled out over the decades and uh, again seemed to fold into Robbie Deans, who was a player under uh, Gris back in the yes. day, him and his brother Bruce. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's all been developed through that whole Cantab thing. And it just continues on. When you look at Robbie, moving on through to Todd Blackadder, again, a former player. Moving on through to Scotty Robinson, again, a former player of teams that have been dominant in their time of playing as well uh, under the Red and Black. So it's something that's entrenched in amongst them uh, as they come through. 
young players are coming on through. Most of those young boys down there in uh, Canterbury who are playing some top-level rugby at school level, mm. uh, two things, red and black in the black jersey. Mm. That's only two things they're worried about. Their family support around them, if they've got the talent, it's all they're worried about. And uh, to see that come on through, the growth of it down there, I tell you what, I've been in Otago uh, last couple of days and rugby down there is just nuts, yep. let alone in Christchurch. So it's unreal down there. You get the feel of it as well when you work, walk into a local tavern, uh, the rugby memorabilia around. So it's, it's in them. And uh, it seems to be a lot more stronger than some of the areas that I've been around up in the north. Uh, around the Waikato area, heading out towards uh, Auckland area. Down here, where I am, yeah, it's everywhere. It's crazy. Um, I think that's where it starts. It's the people and the drive, and they've got the stadiums down here, like I was talking off here with you guys. Um, yeah, it's just right in there. It seems to be the end thing um, at the moment, uh, down in the middle to the lower south of the South Island. Now, JT, you, you'd, um, I, I guess, you know, because... You've been a storm supporter pretty much from from the get go, and and uh, so you'd also have an understanding that, you know, uh, the groundwork that was set must have um, certainly helped uh, the storm, um, you know, get through and win all the championships that they have done so way. AJT, oh, I think the success on the field is definitely uh, a, a result of the success off the field. Um, you know, you talk about the rugby market in New Zealand. Well, I'll tell you now, it's got nothing. Absolutely nothing on the passion of the AFL in Melbourne. Mm. I mean, Melbourne, sort of four and a half, five million people. Yep. And 4,999,000 just love the tripe that is AFL. I mean, they're <laughs> absolutely crazy. You see the crowds every week, you know. Rugby or rugby league, get a crowd at a normal game of, say, thirty to 40,000, you know, everyone's beside themselves with glee. But if, if they get a crowd of 30,000 at an AFL game, it's a failure. Yep. You know, they're regularly up in the 80s, 90,000 with that. With their crowds, and I think that's one thing they do have over, oh, certainly over our sport rugby league, is the tribalism that still exists between, you know, those clubs like Collingwood and Carlton, right. and Richmond, Essex, right. uh, the Bulldogs, a lot of those sides, and and they are, you know, you 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 you're, you're locked into who you support by virtue of, of your family. Yes. So if your family's always supported Collingwood, then you go for. It. But uh, so for the Melbourne Storm to sneak that little bit of a niche market there. From somebody who might be trying to follow a different team, or you know, a, a team that's in a different competition, or a team that represents Melbourne and Victoria, and uh, they them to do that, and they've done uh, really well, really well, let alone the stuff on, on, like I said, off, uh, on the field. Right? They've been you know, quite successful, but uh, to build momentum and to get um, die-hard uh, you know, Victorian fans to come to their games and actually support them, as well as your own AFL team, is, is a major success. Yeah, obviously, obviously. But what about the success? Well, I guess that is part of it. Uh, in fact, it's got to be a huge part of it, eh, JT? Um, like you said, the off-field success. Yeah, put it this way. If, if, we, if the Storm had been a side that forms, like, and I'm going to use the Warriors as an example, if yep. they'd been a Warriors-type existence, uh, it might have been a different story. So I guess success on the field has been key to, to what they've been able to establish and, and build down there. Mm, mm, true. That that certainly sounds pretty right. Eh? What do you reckon, Reno? Yeah, totally. You turn that around and look at the Broncos' success of uh, back-to-back championships and when they came into mm. the NRL as well. Mm. Uh, up there, you know, there's some big star names coming into the franchise, um, everything like that. Uh, everyone can run a couple of names. You know, you think of the likes of, uh, well, 
Steve Renoff is a name that I can yes. just pull out of the hat and think there's these type of names that make the uh, team and the franchise who they are and where they are. And obviously the wheels have fallen off. Uh, that's just one of those glitches. But everyone uh, jumps on board and JT's right. You know, if you need to deliver the uh, results on the field, uh, it just paves the way for all the fans and the supporters and brings success uh, and similarities to obviously the Crusaders and the All Blacks. So, yeah, yeah, that's just massive. Just... Um, it's just what it is, mate. The psyche of uh, most people, sports people, eh? Yeah, true. Now, I remember, I think it was you, Ra, that was saying, this might have been a, a couple of years ago, though, that um, the All Blacks was probably the most, or one of the most um, successful teams ever. Is that right? Yeah, well, they're, they're up there, Keithy, um, in, in terms of from maybe a national perspective. Um you know, because as we've seen with a lot of codes uh, around the globe, um, a lot of the sporting success and, and fanaticism or loyalty is based around a, a club kind of um, perspective. Uh, but from a national kind of um, uh, look in, you know, the ABs have been one of the, the more successful ones. But, you know, when we're talking about clubs, you look no further than what JT said about AFL, it's huge. Um, Soccer uh, over in Europe, um, it's got just as, uh, as as bad a following, and, and I, I mean it rhetorically because what comes with loyalty and passion is, um, you know, we've had some nasty stories in, in those particular codes where fans will do essentially anything for their clubs, you know, including putting their lives on the line. And, and you know, I'm glad that rugby and, and even league um Hasn't gotten to that stage, you know. We, us as fans and supporters, sometimes we do know where to where, where to draw the line. We can be parochial, we can get a bit sort of, um, you know, hard headed, but we don't go to the extremes of some of these other um, sports where you know they they put life above the actual sporting event itself. So I, I'm glad in, in a way, but uh, I'm sure that the money makers of of like rugby and league clubs, they'd sort of like it to be the other way because certainly that's what sort of, um, you know, built up a lot of their financial coffers is, is getting people to turn up and fill those, those grandstands. Now, Reno, you were saying... A bit with, what was that, JT? If you paid £50 to go watch a game, after 90 minutes it was nil all, you'd be pretty angry, wouldn't you? Yes, I agree. I agree. And, and I think that's one of the differences with, you know, because... I get you. I guess you know when you're watching rugby, you get the full satisfaction. Or rugby or rugby league, you get the full satisfaction of feeling, seeing the hits, etc., etc., and and those emotions kind of don't spill out when when um you know when you're watching soccer. Hey, that's what I reckon. Anyway, what is AJT? That seems about right to me. Oh, hundred percent. I mean. There's obviously some skill level in, in, Very in much football, so. soccer. Yes. So it doesn't have the, the man up and the full-on contact and the, you know, the, the bash of, of our two games. And that's certainly what appeals to the, the primal inst- instinct of us. Yes. Males, males, absolutely. And, and that's what I think. You know, they have these so-called firms over in Europe where they have gatherings and get-togethers to release those particular, um, I guess, emotions and... And they get to bash each other too, apparently. Um, so, you know, that's that's part and parcel 
I suppose. Of the game. That's why we put the boot in. You know, you're just sort of... Uh, Absolutely. Kind of use an example there. But, yeah, and, 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 and you're not wrong. I mean, the nature of the games does sort of play a part as well. And thankfully, you know, the physical makeup of the league and rugby and American football. Yes. You know, you, as a fan, it's contact. you see yeah. them doing the hits, doing the damage on the field. So yep. there's no need for you to sort of, you know, vent your frustration because, you know, the players are going to do it. right. That's right. The players are doing it for you. Yeah. Whereas in soccer, there is none. It's supposed no. to be a non-contact sport. So, you know. And you throw on those Hollywood dives and it just becomes Exactly. Beautiful. And it just becomes frustrating. And obviously, you want to get together with your mates and go and bash up the fans of uh, your opponent's of your opponent's team, don't you? So, uh, that just, that, I don't know, seems to work out fine for me. So yeah, I, I will... It's called human nature, Jesus. Yes, exactly. It is. And I'll be honest, if I was in, if I was like over in Europe, and I, I would, if I was a football fan, I'd probably be one of those firms bashing up other fans as well, or getting bashed, etc., etc. That's just how males are. Hey, that's what I reckon. Hey, Rena, what do you reckon? Well, then you need to pick a rugby and <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Anyway, now, Rena. No, you, you need some help, Keithy. I'm just speaking the truth here. <laughs> now you you mean still having you still having your whiskey? No, I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. <laughs> hey, um, so so you're down in Dunedin, and you were saying about the sports museum that you visited there, uh, uh, Reno, Ophir. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who's never been there or want to come down to Dunedin, come down and check it out. Uh, first time I've been down for a trip down the south. Uh, landed in Christchurch Wednesday, travelled on through to Timaru, stayed there for a bit and checked it all out. So I went to the uh, Māori Museum. Some real good history there. Of course, uh, Naitahu. Uh, go and check that one out. Real neat history there. Carried on through to uh, Oamaru. Stopped at the uh, boulders. Had a bit of a quick look at that stuff mm. and took heaps of photos. Went to the steampunk headquarters. Uh, checked out some of the fashion designs of all the uh, yesteryear. Even the shops actually. Uh, well, we're stopping in there. And then heading into Dunedin. Uh, checked out, obviously, uh, Forsyth Stadium. Uh, the home of the uh, Highlanders. What an outstanding uh, stadium. State-of-the-art stuff. Uh, be worth going and watch a game there, I reckon, enclosed. And then, like you say, Keithy, I went to the railway, great railway station there, history, amazing. And up top there is the um, Sports Museum, which has a lot of history of all of our top sports people uh, right throughout all sorts of codes. I'm talking like horse racing, right through to uh, tennis. Um, oh, the list goes on, mate. Olympic stuff, everything. The history of uh, the rugby game, the rugby league. It just goes on and wow. on. And um, if you're ever down there, go upstairs. Well worth, uh, I think it was like 10 bucks to go around for a tour. You'll be there for about a couple of hours. Check it out. Listen to a few stories. Have a look at what they wore back in the day. Um, unreal, actually. Even a cricket ball uh, they woven together that they used to play way back in the 1800s in a prison, uh, which is on display. I didn't even know they played cricket in prison and had a bat, which would just look like a piece of branch with a tree, but designed into it. And, yeah, there's a lot of history. Uh, well worth it. Never knew the place existed until we walked in there and looked up, and I thought, that's me being a sport buff. And then I came on through to uh, Invercargill last night and went along and checked out the Transport Museum. A must. Ever down okay. in Invercargill, if you don't like vehicles or anything, 
go in there, check it out. You'll be mesmerized on the history of the vehicles, uh, taking you way back. Um, I'm talking like, oh, whenever the Ford car was around, 1800s, I think it was. But yeah, now we're off to the uh, Mecca Motorcycle Museum today, mate. Uh, check out the history of our motorbikes, uh, American fastest Indians here as well. And yeah, it's, it's a real, real nice place. Well worth a venture down south. Oh, excellent. Excellent stuff. Seems like you're enjoying um, enjoying things down there. Certainly, it seems like you're enjoying your trip, eh, uh, Irina? Yeah, loving it, loving it. I wish I had done this uh, many years ago, mm. you know, because uh, I had my special birthday only a couple of weeks ago. I yep. wish I'd done it way, way back. But well worth it uh, to anyone who's never been down there. And to those who have, they might sure know what I'm talking about. Oh, but if sure. you ever come over, come down south, I'm heading down the bluff, go up the other side to Queenstown, go and check out the Remarkables, the snow, and might be able to get out there, mate, and have a bit of a ski. I'll give it a go. Um, why not? When you're down here, head on through to Tekapur, then uh, back into um, Ototahi, Christchurch, and jump on the big bird and fly back to uh, the north. I tell you what, the roads, yes. roads are superb. Yes. They are the yes. best down here in the south. Yeah. The roads are magical. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Now, uh, it's been years because I, I, uh, me and a mate of mine, Teresa, Teresa Wells, me and her went down to... Um, mm do the whole, you know, the whole thing. We started from Nelson, uh, went down the um, East Coast first, ended up in Perth, uh, in, um, sorry, in, Vicar- in Bluff. We ended up in Bluff, going all the way down to Bluff, and we could have even gone further. We could have, we even had a chance to go to Stewart Island, but we only had about two or three days in which we had to catch our, um, our, um, uh, our ferry back to the North Island, and 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 so we had to quickly do the 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 West Coast, which was just mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, so yeah, I'm sure you're in for a great trip. You're gonna you're gonna love the scenery and and stuff down there, eh, Reno? Yeah, I am, mate. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, really excited. You know, we're down here in the south. Uh, the kids are over at the states and. They just left San Francisco, heading back to LA, then going to Vegas and out to Hawaii. So, yeah, good times on around for the whanau. Right. Well, I guess that pretty much uh, pretty much wraps us up here on uh, full time. Apart from the fact that we need to do that one final ritual to see us out, that one final thing to end off full time. The part that we love to love. Here we go now with. My put the boot in is going out to, uh, hold on, I had it all all set up here, Um, is going out to the Helensville Primary School um, for, well, there was this, um, how how would I set it up? There was this particular um, thing I saw on my newsfeed that said, child sent home from Helensville Primary School for not wearing enough pink on anti- Bullying day. On anti-bullying day, a child was sent home because they weren't wearing enough pink. And this was a young boy, by the way. And most young boys really don't have much pink stuff. And yet he got sent home um, because the amount of pink that he was wearing wasn't enough for anti-bullying day. So there you go. That's my... Put the boot in!
Yeah, my pit of Whedon is going to go in probably to me because I don't have one. Uh, I was trying to look up one. I was trying to think of one, but I don't know. Maybe I'm on one of those uh, world peace moods today, but I want to put it into Keithy's uh, put the boot in. I mean, not, not, I mean, it, it, it's a good put the boot in. Uh, so basically, my put the boot in is into people who forget about the actual cope up or something and worry more about how a person is dressed instead of the actual, you know, what, what the issue that has been protested on. That's my put the boot in. Put the boot in! Yeah, I'll put the boot into uh, the ones that everyone loves when you're touring around the country, the freedom campers. I do not know why freedom campers have to do their business behind bushes and trees and everything like that. We've all been travelling around the south, mate. Every 10, 15 minutes there is toilets everywhere. There's little towns and the monks there. There's no need to jump behind the edge and uh, go and do your business. So I don't know why they got to do that and defecate everywhere and leave the uh, leftovers there and carry on through. Uh, like I say, uh, Freedom Campers, take a look at yourself. I know there's a big promotional drive, especially up in the Rotorua at the moment. Bit of money being invested in the tourists, eight million from the government. But to those Freedom Campers who uh, see the need to do their business, uh, when there's only a Faripaku ten minutes down the road, mate, I'll put the boot into all of those. Uh, they come over, look after our country, take care of this beautiful country. And if you need to go to the bathroom, it's only ten or fifteen minutes away. So the Freedom Campers, I'll put the boot into you. Put the in. Yeah, a big day today in Australia. It's the uh, federal election, so my put the boot in goes out to all the bottom-feeding parasite politicians that are putting their names forward to be elected. <laughs> the likes of ScoMo, Scott Morrison, uh, Bill Shorten, who represents Labor. I'm traditionally a Labor sort of style supporter of that sort of party, but he's just gone too far the other way towards um, the right, so he's an idiot. Uh, Clive Palmer, <coughs> a once successful businessman who's been proven to be a con and a fake. And our old mate uh, Fraser Anning, he's also got a party to get into called the Australian Conservative Party and I hope they get blown out of the water because they're all a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> Put the boot in! Sure, let's put it twice. Put the boot in! <laughs> and one for the weird you think you're ignorant. Is it the people that vote for them? Or, or actually, because Annie only had what? How many people voted for him? You uh, said. So he had 15 votes, but he got on like, the list. Yes. Which they have in New Zealand. He was with uh, Pauline Hanson's yeah, One Nation. Party. That's right. Right. And then he got put into the Senate and then went uh, Rent Rogue and went independent. So that's how right. we got him. So, yes. Yeah. I'll tell you what, they've created a bit of a wave of momentum. So, okay. I don't know if it'll be one of the two major parties here, the Liberals or the Labour's Labour Party. Yeah. But I think Labour, I think on the wave of um, maybe a motion with the passing of the great man Bob Hawke the other night. Right. Uh, right. Yes. Man, I think that might get. Uh, the Labour Party and uh, Bill Shorten across the line. Okay. Apparently he was well liked though. He old uh, Bob Hawke. Yes, he was a real was. man of the people, not scared to have a beer and say a mm. few words and uh, tell it like it is. I'm sure Bob is certainly a top man. Absolutely. Anyway, that pretty much rounds us off here on uh, Tūrangi FM on uh, uh, full time this uh, this morning. Don't forget you can check out our full time Facebook page. Um, check it out. We've got most of our recent um, uh, full-time episodes on there. Uh, so go and check that out. That is uh, us uh, once again. Ra, awesome to have you on board once again there, bro. Thanks, Ra. 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 Thanks,
Yeah, Yes, absolutely. This time, Wednesday for sure. Don't uh, worry. <laughs> uh, JT, awesome to be able to catch up with you too, bro. Yeah. And, and also, Reno, I'm sure you're going to be enjoying the remainder of your uh, excursion. Um, what, another couple more weeks left, is it? Yeah, no, a few more days, mate. Thursday, be back up in the north, so uh, head off to uh, Bluff today, stick around in Chicago for another night, um, up to Queenstown, then up to uh, Tekapur, then uh, Christchurch on the way home. But yeah, always good to catch up the boys on the Saturday morning. Everyone out there, enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll catch you on Wednesday. Tudor